Hello, everyone. It's Ryan Stevens here, the Let's Talk Real Estate guy. I have Jeff Wooler in the house, in the studio, actually, um, this morning. Uh, he is the CEO of the San Diego Harbor Police Foundation and um, just an incredible man. And I, I, I just revere him very much because of who he is and um, how much he's done for our community. And uh, again, I've had the privilege to um, kind of partner up with him on, you know, certain things, uh, which is, you know, just giving food and helping out the community um, with my stuff as well. And he's just been a huge advocate for San Diego and everything with uh, police and the department. So I just uh, really appreciate you being here, Jeff. Well, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you uh, asking me over yeah. here in lovely La Mesa. Uh, I'm excited about what you do here with your podcast and your ability to promote the community. Uh, and thank you for the multiple times you've reached out to our department. You've provided food and other items for our officer wellness program. And so it's very much appreciated. Well, anytime, and uh, especially nowadays with everything going on in the world, I think um, I and, and I hope that many of my real estate colleagues and all the people in the the media, you know, businesses that we all start, you know, doing our part as well the, to help the, you know, the officers and you know, obviously these departments that really we need to be more community based, and that's something that I'm working with. Uh, you know, let's do the media here is to help you know, the police departments and other departments that we can to kind of have this outreach and community base that, you know, will make it so we have more officers, we have more people to, you know, protect and serve the community. Yeah, well, it's it's a process, as you know. Uh, actually, most of the departments are getting people now to come back and uh, uh, wish to be employed as a law enforcement officer at some level. Uh the county and the cities and the Port of San Diego, they've all sort of upped their game in terms of compensation packages. Uh, in some cases, there are bonuses and signing bonuses. So, it, yeah, it's, it's starting to turn around. But, you know, what's really interesting is that the, the enthusiasm for the supermajority of all police officers to do the jobs that they do, the heroes that they are, has not changed one single bit. They still showed up during the pandemic. They showed up. They were exposed to uh, COVID, you know, every single day in their in their meetings and their confrontations with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, just imagine what it would be like uh, during this pandemic, and you have to arrest people, so you have to get in close, you know, to do that. And and uh, so there's a risk. So those officers put themselves on the line every day, and I couldn't be prouder of our depart- department, the Port of San Diego. Harbor Police Department is an amazing place. I don't know if you saw the recent article in the in the paper and on news where one of our officers with the Southwest Airlines shut down. We had hundreds of people stranded in the airport that had flights canceled on Southwest Airlines. One of our officers on his own went out and purchased over $800 worth of pizza and provided pizza to all of those stranded passengers in the airport wow and uh i mean what a selfless act uh, and he, he re- wants to remain anonymous which is fine with me he's mm-hmm. a fa- you know fabulous officer uh but you know if people want to help in any way they can go to sdharborpolicefoundation.org and take a look at what we do we have several missions that uh, 
are pretty robust and reach out to our community in, in multiple ways. So feel free to do that. Yeah, guys, please do. Again, the organization's just uh, incredible. Would you, Jeff, what, what made you start this foundation? So uh, former Chief Mark Steinbrook, uh, who's a good friend of mine uh, for many, many years, uh, he and I are both karate people, and so he used to uh, wish that he had some way to outreach within the community. And so I said, well, let's just form a foundation. And we did that in 2018, and we've just grown exponentially ever since uh, with a focus on three main missions. So we've got officer wellness, which is a big deal, especially like Ryan's talking about with people's attitude uh, toward police officers and the work that they do. And that's not to say that policing can't evolve. Uh, You know, I think most police officers, most administrators, most command staff will say right out loud, yeah, sure, we need to look at everything that we do and make sure it's done properly Make sure that uh, there's room for change, and uh, and that, you know how do we do that in a safe, efficient manner? Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then our second mission is the adoption of Perkins K-8 School in the Barrio Logan, mm-hmm. where we have multiple programs for those those kids there on campus. They have about 423 students. Forty percent of them are homeless. Um, Pretty much 90% of the population is below the poverty poverty line. Uh, we've got a lot of issues there, but we're, uh, you know, in the horse business, we call it you cinch by the inch. So we just take, you know, one step at a time and, and address all those issues. And, uh, and, you know, we're making headway. So back, we're just starting back to school tomorrow, so we'll have our, our multiple volunteers on campus and our reading comprehension comprehension program uh you know we have summer school programs we have sporting activities tennis camp uh you know we just have a lot going on at perkins and uh you know hopefully you know we'll get somewhere with that and then the third and probably our most difficult conversation is our human trafficking awareness training human trafficking is the second largest crime in the world and yet it is uh, unknown to most people. They hear, oh, yeah, sex trafficking. Yeah, they make money doing that, you know, or labor trafficking. Yeah, sure, somebody else, you know, someone has to do that work and they get paid for it, so what's the problem? Well, none of those things are true. Uh, sex traffickers, uh, they prey on the victim survivors. Those are the, the mostly women that are captured in this life of horrific uh, sexual activity. Uh, where they get raped 5, 10, 15, 20 times a day, depending on their quota. And they don't get any money from that. So uh, people's perception that it's not in my backyard, it's uh, misplaced in the most most unbelievable way. Every single high school in San Diego County has had documented cases of human trafficking. Every single high school. Rancho Santa Fe. Encinitas, Carlsbad, Santee, La Mesa, National City, Chula Vista, San Diego, all of them. So, you know, if, you're, if your perception is that this is not going to happen in my backyard, you need to reevaluate. And again, if you want to take our training, which is free, you can go to helpstophumantrafficking.org and sign up and take our training. And hopefully from that training, you'll become aware 
and then those misconceptions won't they, they, they won't come to the forefront in your brain. Something else that's more real will be uh, hopefully brought forward for you. Wow. Sorry, Jeff. I, it just it takes me just uh, to a place where I'm just kind of in disbelief, you know, just knowing that it's the second largest crime in, in the U.S. and as well as um, just that it's going on in everybody's backyard, whether they think it or not. Mm-hmm. And um, is there any way for people to volunteer to, you know, be a part of these organizations? Like, is there like a volunteer group to be a part of um, for the, to stop, you know, or help stop, you know, help. that type of stuff? <clears throat> well, there are many things that can be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- the most important thing is to get the training, okay. find out what it is, you know, see something, say something, you know, that, that great little phrase, mm-hmm. I think that was created by one of our ex-president's wives, um, but, uh, yeah, there's multiple things they can do. First thing is take the training. The second thing is to support organizations, uh, such as ours. You can go to our website again at sdharborpolicefoundation.org and you can donate. Uh, you can go to our programs and see what other things you might be able to do to help like volunteer at Perkins K-8 school. And, uh, we have a program called Teachers Rule. That's R-U-L stands for relationships unity and love and that's a reading comprehension program uh, for mostly our third through fifth graders uh, you know it, and it's really not so much about reading it's more about bonding it's more about creating a relationship with these children that they have a tough time right now you know if you're couch surfing living in a car showering at the public you know restrooms um, you know figuring out what it is you're going to do every day for your meal, uh, you know, they need they need mentoring. They need people that they can look up to. And so if you want to volunteer for our Teachers Rule Program, we'd love to have you. There again, you just go to our website, and there's a sign-up button for volunteering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very quick and easy, and you can, you know, maybe an hour a week, maybe two hours a week, come to campus and meet some of the most incredible Kids, these kids are amazing given what their life is like and they have a smile on their face and they'll shake your hand and they'll look you in the eye and they'll say good morning or thank you. I mean, these these are wonderful children, but they need our help. So, Well, you got one new member All that's right. going to be volunteering. Excellent. And that's going to be me. So, All right. <laughs> I'm so thankful for, you know, again, these are things that I know I – didn't know about before having Jeff here <laughs> uh, with me on the podcast. Um, obviously, guys, I think um, to all my viewers and all my friends and family members that are listening, this is just such an incredible organization to really be a part of and, and hearing even things that I didn't even know about. Um, you know, again, if we – there's powers in numbers, and um, if we can bring the numbers and, and again, um, just – help and donate as much as possible because there's a lot going on in San Diego. And yeah, I know Jeff is really working his, his butt off to help tackle these issues that are going on. And again, um, going way beyond the call of duty, which is amazing because it's, it's not, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like it's, it's just about the police department. It's about, it's about the community and it's about growing San Diego into a better, safer place. 
And I just love that. And I love that mission that you have, Jeff. So thank you for creating the, the, the foundation and d- doing what you're doing. And again, it's so f- crazy to think it just started in 2018 when it's incredible what you've been able to do in these last, you know, what, five years. It just is incre- incredible. So, yeah, I mean, we fell right into the pandemic. We started yeah. the foundation in late 2018 and then, you know, right around the corner, we got smacked in the face. Uh, but it didn't stop us one single bit. You know, uh, during the pandemic, we fed our officers over 7,000 meals. Uh, we've provided resilience uh, opportunities for them, counseling, uh, various recognitions, awards, uh, athletic equipment, the dog, canine units been upgraded. You know, I mean, we just we look at all of our missions holistically. So you're right. It's not just about police officers and staff and dispatchers and, and, and people at the Port of San Diego. It's really because each one of those people, they live in our community. And so, you know, if we can make their life a little safer, a little healthier, a little more fun, uh, you know, then, then that, that helps. Um, just, just back to human trafficking for a second, though. So not only is it the second largest crime in the world. Oh, the average age in the San Diego County for a woman being trafficked used to be 16 years old. During the pandemic, that number has dropped down to 14. Now, I said average. So there are, you know, if you talk to members of our human trafficking task force, they'll tell you they have been able to uh, uh, rescue victim survivors who are 12 years old. 13 years old. So, you know, your, your cute little teenage daughter uh, who during the pandemic was kind of locked away in her room and didn't have all of her friends around to commiserate about, you know, how life has been for them. They are and have been and will continue to be uh, victims. And these traffickers are extremely sophisticated. I mean, especially with the pandemic, they're, they're capturing the attention of these young girls online with various various sites you know these these girls they're they're frustrated they're home they want to reach out they're looking for someone to engage with them and the next thing you know these romeo pimps come along in a very sophisticated way and they and they they lure these young girls in uh in in ways that uh on the surface look really harmless but and it's it's what's called grooming. There's a grooming process, and any it takes anywhere from three to five to six months for a trafficker to groom one of these girls to the point where they get to meet them. The next thing you know, they're loving on them. They're buying them clothes, you know, jewelry, taking them out for food, and 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 giving them what the, these young girls think that they need. But then, in fact, it turns ugly very quickly. And the next thing they know, they're in the life. And if they try to leave the life, the consequences are extremely harsh. Uh, beatings, death often occurs. Uh, we had one young woman that was trafficked. She wanted to get out of the life, and she loved her little dog. And the trafficker said, if you try and leave, I'm going to kill your dog. Well, she did try, and then he killed the dog in front of her. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's there. Yeah. Well, it's definitely real, and uh, it's it's something that we as a community need to 
get educated on. Recognize. And recognize. <clears throat> and um, figure out how to stop and, and work as a community to speak up and uh, also, you know, protect our youth. Right. Because that's really what's at. Their innocence. The their innocence. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they're in that. Once they get coerced, cajoled, fraudulently misrepresented to, and, and by the way, they get no money out of this. Uh, there is no reward uh, for, for their uh, going out and having to be raped 10, 15, 20 times. The average quota for a victim survivor in San Diego County is anywhere from 1500 to $2,500 a day. And they, they don't get holidays. They don't have sick pay. They don't get maternity leave. They, they get all. They they just get to get raped several times a day so that they can meet their quota, however they can. And uh, yeah, the trafficker keeps it all. And it, are these traffickers just for the public's knowledge, or just trying to get educated myself here? Um, is is something like just looking out for somebody who is has maybe multiple young, you know, underage um, females in the property. Like, is that something that would be obviously, you know, obviously it's suspect. Um, and um, depending on, you know, how you kind of call things out for it, is that something that would be, you know, really just that type of thing like like do they house them and keep them in it's is that what they do they kind of kidnap them or do they no. somehow okay so they don't do any of that stuff no okay so there's a uh, those are some of the major misconceptions so the the average trafficker grooms this young woman and I'll just give you a, mm-hmm. a true story from a woman that uh, works with us all the time and she was 14 years old. She went to the mall with her friends, and they met some young guys. And uh, as they were leaving the mall, and one of them asked for a phone number, and it was provided, and then they followed up. And that person uh, just became a part of her life. Uh, that, that, that male uh ended up taking her to school, picking her up, taking her home, knew all about her life uh, over a several-month time frame. And then at one point he said, you know, I'm really, I'm in a bad spot. I need to be able to pay my rent, and I don't have the money to do so. And will you do this thing with a friend of mine just just this one time? I promise that's the, not the only time it'll ever happen. And that thing, of course, was have sex with that other person. And... Uh, this woman, she loved this person, this trafficker. In her mind, he was a savior. He, he was providing her all the things that she was missing in her life. You know, she came from a you know, single-parent environment, and although her, her, her mother loved her very much, you know, she was working a couple of jobs, and, you know, so this young girl was lonely and was missing a father figure. Anyway, this, this, she loved this man, so she actually did have sex with this other person one time. And then she says, I'm not doing that again, when he asked her again. And, and then he beat her until she was unconscious. And when she woke up, he then threw her into a car and worked her in uh, over the course of four years in multiple states across the United States 
And she could have just walked out the door at any time, except he said, if you ever leave me, I'm going to kill your mother. And given how many times he'd beat her mm-hmm. and, and whatnot, so she was mentally coerced into what we call invisible handcuffs. So even though she looked like her arms were free, they weren't free. So she was experiencing all of the drama that you know we see with uh, various syndromes around the world where people are manipulated emotionally to where they, they physically just can't do it. They can't leave. They stay in it. It's like abusive relationships. You stay in these uh, you know, horrible abusive, and people say, why don't you just leave? Well, no, it's not that simple. You know, they, their brains have been turned to believing that they have no other options. This, this trafficker, in the case I was telling you about, you know, uh, he became everything to her. Uh, he dictated what she wore, when she eats, when she goes to the bathroom, when she sleeps. And those things are withheld if she doesn't cooperate. Uh, and then it, it, it gets taken up an, a notch, you know, if she is rebellious at any level, then, you know, she gets beat. Uh, you know, it's, it's an awful, awful thing. So these, these victims, they can be walking through the airport. They can get on an airplane all by themselves, which happens all the time. And they're, because they're shipped from location to location, especially, you know, like San Diego, we've got our convention center here. So, you know, you, you name it, you know, you've got football events, sporting events, you know, all of that you know, guaranteed there's going to be a lot of trafficking going on. Wow. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of, um, like we were, you just touched uh, touched on with the, you know, domestic violence relation, relationships. And uh, I was just talking to a woman, a young woman recently, uh, as we were having this discussion, and she was talking about trauma bonding, mm. which I didn't even know that was a psychological I just looked it up, and it's a real thing, right. uh, which right. is just you know, again, because just from my perspective, I'm I'm always curious on you know how. Whenever I, I've had multiple people um, discuss these things with me, and I've always thought, well, you know, how aren't they able to get just away or you know find a solution? But again, mm-hmm. um, you know, with listening to you, and obviously how traumatic, and you know obviously listening to other people as well recently on these topics and how scary they are and uh, how obviously, you know, I've never personally been in any, uh, you know, trauma or anything like that with, with the, when it comes to this, but definitely how it could shift your brain and, and it, you mm-hmm. know, the fear is so great because yeah. of they're, they're threatening your family members and different people. So, and those invisible handcuffs, like you said, it's, it's a real thing. So yeah, Most of these traffickers come from very uh, organized crime groups. Uh, gang members uh, run these trafficking scenarios all the time, um, you know, uh, and they're very dangerous. So if, if I can get you to do anything at all, do not approach. You know, if you see something, say something. Call local law enforcement. If it looks like it's a minor, dial 911. Uh, and then, you know, look for the signs. So you learn the signs, you know, when you go in and you take our, our training, which is free, by the way, uh, helpstophumantrafficking.org. Just go on there and click on the 
you know, request access, and there you go, and you'll you'll you can take any number of uh, there's six different segments. You can take one any one of them. They're really specific as to jobs. So like hotel front desk, uh, housekeeping, valet, you know, food and beverage, airport workers, airport security, you know, those kinds of things. It, it doesn't matter which training you take if you're not in the hotel or hospitality industry. Just take any one of them, and you'll 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 get all the signs to look for. Okay, and um, do you guys host any events, possibly, or anything that, um, like, obviously, I know that's, you know, obviously this year I'm going to be hosting a lot of events, so I don't right. know if we can intertwine those things. I guess we can talk about that after, but sure. definitely um, would love to get the word out as much as possible. Yeah, well, we do have a gala event coming up on May 12th, uh, be held at Costera Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Deb Scott, who's a great supporter of our organization, along with the Cohen Restaurant Group, uh, they'll be hosting that event for us. Uh, we're really excited. But at, we don't really have any specific human trafficking events. Yeah. Uh, it's really just creating awareness. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Right. So the more people that we can get uh, aware, then the more... Uh, you know, the more that law enforcement can do something about it. I mean, uh, President Biden just signed a new law mm-hmm. uh, December 27th, uh, it's, and it just provided additional funding to uh, government to create um, 45 new people th- th- throughout the government who will be focusing exclusively on human trafficking, and that's both labor and sex trafficking. And... Um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, people are starting to pay attention. And the reason that they are is because we're talking about it. It's it's a difficult conversation. I, I agree. Nobody wants to think that their 13-year-old daughter is being groomed. Well, uh, guess what? You know, if you pay attention to things like OnlyFans, are you familiar with that app? Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? So young girls, high school girls, are selling pictures of their bodies on OnlyFans, and they get money, sure. Well, guess who's watching that? The traffickers. So they're going to reach out to those girls, and usually it'll be with another girl that reaches out to them, and then they're going to you know, create a, a relationship, and then eventually they'll meet, have a cup of coffee, whatever, ice cream, and then pretty soon that other woman, she's going to bring her boyfriend along and introduce her to this, this potential victim. And the next thing you know, he's going to start loving on her. And then, you know, the relationship will build from there. And pretty soon she'll be in the life. And then she's screwed. Wow. Yeah. They're very sophisticated. Don't underestimate them. Well, I want to thank you, Jeff, again for, for everything because I think – not only is it so important to um, know everything that you're discussing here today, but also because of how sophisticated and dangerous and terrifying. I, I have talked to some young um, influencers that um, um, have, you know, been offered to partner up with certain, you know, human trafficking groups. And I know how, how scary it would be. I know some of the parents had some disagreements about it because obviously right. knowing how um, uh, I, I don't want to, I'm not complimenting these people at all, but obviously how, um, you know, 
not I don't know if the word is sophisticated, but they definitely are manipulators. you know manipulators and and they're <clears throat> using all evils of the world to mm-hmm. do the worst and do do such damage and evil that um I just it's 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 something that I really uh commend you on for facing these very evil and and possibly powerful people as well oh, because sure. you know there's so much money <laughs> behind it yeah um that you know I really just respect and again hopefully I'll um continue to shed light on this as much as I can yeah, as well absolutely yeah because there's going to be powers and power and numbers and um you know I know the the you know, obviously with the Epstein and, and, you know, different things, obviously I, I didn't have time to look into all the documentaries of the Epstein and the, the trial that went on there. But, again, right. it's very relevant yeah. in, in mean, the world. Who would have would have believed that, uh, you know, former presidents and uh, royalty were mm-hmm. hanging around with that scum of a person yeah. and, and uh, manipulating these, these young women? into a very painful situation they're they're, they're going to be scarred for life you know the the average traffic survivor mostly women uh you know if they're able to get out of the life usually it takes them three or four times before they actually make it and then it's a lifelong journey after that to get themselves if ever back to some form of normality I mean, we work with a victim survivor named Keelan Washington. She's an amazing woman. She works for Generate Hope, which is a victim survivor's residential program. She was she was trafficked for uh, almost four years. When she was 14 years old, she finally got out of the life. And uh, you know, she's working on her master's. I mean, this is an amazing woman. She has a beautiful, you know, teenage daughter, uh, came about as a result of her uh, being in the life but now you know she's out um you know it's it's a struggle for her uh every single day things that are triggering you know the ptsd right uh, i couldn't imagine Uh, just to be getting back to normalcy from that yeah they, they personify the definition of ptsd yeah Wow, Jeff. Sorry, I'm I'm somewhat speechless in, in our conversation because it's just it's so um, unreal. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to even talk about it. No, I, I appreciate you being here, and I, I appreciate everything that you're doing and and being a stronghold and being a uh, San Diego native. Are you a San Diego na- native as well? Well, well, practically, practically, yeah. yeah. But thank Since you for being 60s, here. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> but thanks for being here and in San Diego, and you know, protecting our community because I just I'm born and raised here, and I have so much love and pride for the community of San Diego and, and everywhere. But you know, really San Diego, and I just it's nice to know we have somebody like Jeff here in our neighborhood watching out, making sure things are only getting safer and, and the world's only getting better here in San Diego. So well, I really appreciate you. Thank you. I'm, I'm just, you know, a small part of it, but the, uh, you know, I, I got a shout out to our port of San Diego Harbor police officers. I mean, they're just an amazing group of men and women, uh, so much so that we've created probably the largest, uh, human trafficking liaison officer 
task force within our department, we have 13 officers out of a total of 130 or so sworn officers that are specifically trained in human trafficking. And we're, we're, we are the largest team like that in the nation. That, so if you think about these departments that have thousands of police officers, uh, and they don't even have you know, that, that number. So, you know, it's a big focus for us because it's a big deal. Average in San Diego County is anywhere from five to 8,000 victims per year. So look around you, uh, be aware, see something, say something, uh, take the training, and you'll, you'll be a better person because of it. You know, you might save someone's life. Well, I'm going to I'm going to be taking the training this week. All right. I'm going to get a part of what you're doing because I love what you're doing, Jeff. And anybody that wants to be a part of this, you can DM me, text me, call me. Um, I'll give you all Jeff's, uh, you know, information if, uh, you know, you, you want any more uh, information on all that he's doing. It just again, I can't thank you enough, Jeff. And I can't, you know, I'm just so impressed by San Diego Harbor Police Department and everything that you guys are doing. You guys are going so, so beyond the call of duty. So thank you. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here.